Hey, I'm Kylie, ex-fitness coach turned mid-sized fashion influencer. Whether it's just me or conversation with a friend, we have real conversations around success, failures, and living your best life. I created Ambition and Grace as a space to talk open and honestly, explore new perspectives, and ultimately empower yourself and others. Throw your headphones on and join the conversation. Okay, we are gonna just pray that this works. Are you ready? <laughs> I, told, I told Travis that he has to be mindful of his breathing because I always make fun of him for how loud he breathes. So <laughs> you you can say hi. Are you ready? <laughs> You're supposed to talk. You freaking say hi. I don't know what the, like, <laughs> you just, just say over. hi. Just no, we're yeah. going with it. <laughs> okay. First things first, I address this in my Instagram stories, but in episode two, I tried out a podcast recording studio downtown and uh, it sounded like shit. No offense to them. I love the concept. Everything seems great, but I just didn't love there was just a lot of things with it. So I sucked it up. I got a second mic and now we're just recording from my office again and Travis is going to try to just be normal. We're just literally having a conversation, us two. We should have started with cocktails. <laughs> no. Okay, let's talk about birthday recap really quick because that happened. So I'm 30 now. How does it feel that your wife's 30? Better than when you were 29. <laughs> Closing the gap. So it was pretty low key for the most part. We woke up, Izzy had a volleyball game. So I had mom duties. So we went to our volleyball game and then we went to the field house, which is freaking amazing if you're local. Field house did a nice little brunch and then I just went home and chilled and then you went out. What did you do? Did you have to go and get the cake? Travis threw me a surprise birthday party. Yeah, so I had last minute surprise birthday party things to do. Grab the cake, make sure that was taken care of load the cooler for the bus. Um, <laughs> he got a party bus. We had issues with the bus, making sure that all what of that was... What was wrong with the bus? Went to pick it up and it wouldn't start. <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> like it, right when you needed everything to work, it wasn't, so... Uh, I didn't know that. That's funny. Anyways, yeah. So Travis tried surprising me. He calls it... We call it my spidey senses. And I just... I, I'd say that I'm pretty intuitive so when you left the house and said you had to go and put like, oh, you had errands to run. I was like, okay, like, <laughs> okay. And then when I met you and Brittany, I, yeah. Anyways, so we ended up going to a golf, one of the country clubs and we had friends and family there. We had a cake and we just kind of hung out little adore, adore, how do you say that? Adurbs? Hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had that and then... Uh, yeah, then we went on the party bus and we last minute went to a drag show and you missed me. Oh my God, it was so bad when people sent me the video and I actually had some followers that were there at the show that were sending me videos and it, uh, it was not good. I <laughs> thought your dancing was on point. <laughs> you didn't even see it. You were I've the seen the videos. It's so <laughs> bad. They like paired me with like this 60 year old lady who was dressed like Michael Jackson. She was just like the cutest thing ever. But she like was really confused on what was going on. And so then like once Britney Spears turned on though, like I was in it and I was dancing and then I realized that she wasn't really dancing. So then I felt bad. So I think 
then they cut the music short. Yeah. So anyways, that was that. Then we went out. I had a hangover the next day and we were just lazy pieces of poop. And that was that. Yeah. And I had some stuff planned and you were, you didn't think I did forever. And you were, admit it, you were MFing me in your head thinking that there was nothing going to, all we were going to do is have dinner with friends. Which I would have been fine if it was just Mm, dinner with friends. You would not have. You say that, but like you would have, there was definitely, I would have gotten some shade for that. For sure. I would have been pissed off. I'm a high maintenance. On our first date, I literally told him that I'm high maintenance as shit. So that's like in... I think I've proven that over the past few years too. Yeah, you weren't kidding. No. So, okay. All right. So I felt it was appropriate to have you on the show first because you're like the president, the number one fan of the Kylie fan club. (laughs) 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 And so I wanted us to talk about our story and then we have some questions that people put in for us and then... Yeah, then you can just be a random guest every now and then. I'm interested to see the questions because I know, you haven't, I didn't, I haven't I, got a sneak peek. So. I know, you asked. Which, by the way, I didn't even show Travis or he didn't even get to have a sneak peek of my podcast. He kept asking, like, when do I get to listen to it? I'm like, with fucking everybody else. Like, you, you don't get a sneak peek. So, okay. Number one. Well, number one, but it's a question that get gets asked is what our age gap is. So it's an 18 year difference. Travis says 17 <coughs> and three 17, quarters. It's 17 and a half. No, it's not. We round up. My birthday is in March and his is in June. So in June, you're turning 48. Correct. Okay. And we know that I'm 30 because it was just my 30th birthday. So we've been together for going on five years now and we were married going on three, which is fucking wild. I always joke with him too that he's my longest relationship, which is just fucking great for me. So pat on the back to that because all of my relationships before that were just so up and down. Like I think the longest relationship I had had that I hadn't broken up or whatever, we hadn't broken up what was probably like it was like a few months (laughs) there was never like a year or anything like that so our first year anniversary I was like yes longest relationship I've had without breaking up yeah those guys set the bar low like it made me look good I'm (laughs) tip of the cap to them yeah say thanks um so we'll tell the story about how we met do you want to tell your version of how we met i think they're pretty both they're both pretty much on yeah but then i found out after that okay so i was a coach at orange theory he came in my version of it is i'm coaching the 5 a.m you came into the 6 15 class and travis was like a diehard crossfitter like crossfit six seven days a week and he's a pretty big guy six three so then i'm coaching and I see him out in the lobby and I remember doing a double take. You were wearing a red shirt, which I think we finally had to throw away because it smelled so bad. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. And you were out filling your paperwork and I just like did a double take because like you clearly worked out. I didn't fit the orange theory mold. (laughs) No. So I'm like, okay. And so then Travis takes class. He's literally in the red zone, which if you're an orange theory goer, you know what that means. If you don't, red zone is like 92% and higher for your heart rate. Travis was at like 102% the whole time. And I'm like, I would go over to you on the floor and tell you like, you don't need, like, we need to slow down because you were like, 
just that's not crossfit going man. at <laughs> yeah going at like fast forward times three and everybody else is just like what the fuck is going on so go over there try telling you hey we can slow it down and you're like nope nope the heart rate monitor is not working i'm just the spaz in the corner just doing my thing. yeah and then you uh, yeah anyways so he leaves class, whatever. I was the head coach at this time, and the head coach is supposed to call the members 24. <laughs> or if anybody takes a class for the first time, the head coach is supposed to call you and ask, like, how did class go? What was your favorite part? Is there anything that we could have improved on? I did not call you. I 100,000% put in the notes of the system that, like, left a message. Yeah, I got ghosted. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, he clearly, and then when you said that you work out six, seven days a week already, I'm like, you don't, I'm not going to tell you, you need to be in here once a week. So after that, whatever, I was kind of seeing a guy from Washington, just like casually dating when you first came in. So like nothing really came from that anyways. And you were on, what did you call it? What was that? You were on your... (laughs) Well, I call that summer my Catalina wine mixer. Yes, your Catalina wine mixer tour, (laughs) doing your own thing. And and so at this point, you've been separated for like going on almost a year. So he's just doing his thing post-separation. So we don't see each other for a couple months. And then a couple months later, I saw you at, was it the thing out, the Orange Theory thing first? Or was it the Blues Fest? Uh, the Orange Theory thing first. It was the the fitness thing out by Shields. In the yeah, park. it was a CrossFit thing. And for whatever reason, this other coach and I had to go out there, don't know why. And I'm like, oh, God. Anyways, see you there and see you clearly staring at me, even though you think you have sunglasses I, on. <laughs> I'm super not very sneaky. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, whatever. We said hi to each other. And then we saw each other again, like a month after that of at the Blues Fest. And I was bartending that. And again, came up, got a drink from my bar. But, yeah, there was like only a couple bartenders, so it wasn't no, like wasn't. I, it wasn't like I walked clear across mm, town to I, get to your bar. No, pretty sure you did. Anyways, <laughs> so yeah, see him then, and then you fucking Snapchatted me, and I ignored you because it was so dumb. It was like one of those one of those Snapchats where a guy sends a picture of the sky and just like a one-liner, and I'm like, what the fuck are you supposed to say back to that? Like, and I barely know you, so I'm good. So didn't reply back to you. So you thought I wasn't interested or whatever. Correct. And, but you had, you had Facebook friended me. Yes. So then by this point, I'm like, okay. So one of the other coaches has actually like brought him up to the owner and was like oh this guy like is going through a divorce and he's like kind of cute and I was like no (laughs) (laughs) no so uh, I end up Facebook requesting him but at this point I already know how old he is and I obviously know how old I am so I was 25 and you were 43 right correct yeah yeah why are you act- like I'm not integrating you? Correct. Yeah, we're not at the police station. That's an affirmative. <laughs> we're literally just sitting here having a conversation. You need to like go and get a beer or something, dear God. I told you I should have had a cocktail before this. <laughs> like we're literally just we do this at dinner and date nights all the time. We're just recapping our story. Okay. All right. There we go. Cool. <laughs> so I knew how old he was because. 
of his client intake form or member intake form, whatever. And so I'm like, all right, like, I don't care. I told him like on our first date, I'm an old soul because I fucking am. Like I, like you heard little bits and pieces from episode one of all the fucking shit that I've been through. So I had been through my fair share of shit at 25 already and you told me that you're like yo okay all young girls say that they have an old soul <laughs> so i'm like okay whatever oh it looks like you're gonna talk well in my i didn't realize you were as young as you actually were no so i add him i'm getting ahead of myself i add him on facebook and then you slide into my dms first about food was so dumb no offense yeah. it worked here we are here i we know are. that's what you're gonna say <laughs> painful so slides in to my facebook dms of a picture of food and at this point he knows that i'm a bodybuilder and that i'm a fitness coach and you try talking to me about like macros or something and now that i know you like you're obsessed with all that shit so i'm like you are so dumb yeah i already knew what i was asking you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So we just casually start talking from there. You eventually asked me to go on a date. And so we set up a date. And again, at this point, I know the age difference. So, cause you're closer to my dad's age. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what did I say? I You asked if I knew your yes, dad. Yes, that's what it golf. was. Yeah, I asked, hey, do you know my dad from like golfing? And you're like, no, why? And I'm like, cause you're closer to his age. <laughs> And then I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And, you were, and, like, and, then, and so how old does that make you? And then I said that I was 18. 19. 19. Which I knew was bullshit because you had a six-year-old daughter. Hey, there's <laughs> people have kids at that age too. So I could have been that. I had 18 the year before. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I mean, so when we first started talking, I thought, because you can't tell with women, I thought for sure you were probably like, 42 like you know she's got a six-year-old single mom she's probably like 30-ish 32 maybe probably super desperate (laughs) (laughs) this will be an easy close (laughs) little did i know yeah so we go on our first date and we went to like this uh what is that like a uh fundraiser Fundraiser, yeah. yeah but it's like a little bit higher like nicer fundraiser so I treated myself to go and get my hair done. I got my makeup done and I actually knew the girl that was sitting next to me and she was also getting her hair done also for the Billings Classic. And I jokingly said, because the both the hair people and the girl sitting next to me knew who Travis was. So here's Kylie like in her, as we call it, my Beyonce era, which we're not going to talk about, but I was very, very confident we'll at this point. We'll save that for another one. Yeah. So I call this my Beyonce era. I was very, very confident at this point because I was fucking done with all the other shit. had learned through the bullshit and I'm like, all right, I know what I deserve. I know who I am. And I call that my Beyonce era. So where am I going with that? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm leaving. Travis has to do this all the time. Like I said, I get off topic all the time. So I'm leaving the salon. They're like, all right, good luck. Have fun. And I like threw my hair off my shoulder and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make this guy fall in love with me. (laughs) (laughs) And again, here we are. Yep. So that's how we met the first. You agreed that we could talk about this and I'll let you tell it from your side. Because like we said, first few months, we'll say few months of our relationship when we were like in the casually dating stage, it was a little rocky 
because we had some shit going on. It was more on Travis's end, no offense, but that's why we're here today because you were able to like fully acknowledge it, change from it, and go from there. But do you want to share the first like three months of you, your not, Catalina? Not, not really. <laughs> like, not detail. You don't have to go detail by detail. Just summarize it, it. It was just one of those things where like after finding out our age difference, I literally like realized like, shit, man, I've outkicked my coverage <laughs> here. Like this, <laughs> it's only a matter of time before she probably realizes that. All right. My free dinners are only going to go <laughs> so far. Right. And so, I, you know, I wasn't like, I, I wasn't fully vested. I mean, I obviously was super interested and was like, this chick is bomb. <laughs> but in the same, so I had that little devil on the other side of my shoulder that's going like, mm, you probably need to protect your feelings and do what, you know, just do you. And Yes. So long story short, Travis was keeping basically all in any and every other option open (laughs) but didn't let me know that part whereas I was also doing the same thing but I told him like hey just so you know this is what I'm doing or this guy invited me this where like as far as going out of town but you didn't do that back to me not that I thought that we were like exclusively dating but then when multiple well it was two two separate people reached out to me because you were pretty you were a lot further along of hanging out with them than just me where it was like a couple months. So two people reach out to me. Hey, like I've been seeing this guy. So I'm like, I don't give a shit. Like you and I, we hadn't had sex, like nothing. So I'm just like, cool. Like best of luck to you guys. Like, I don't care. And so then when I basically like said like, Hey, we're good. Like we're just friends. Like you clearly are doing your thing. But then that's when you were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, like I will dump all these other people for you. Correct. Yeah. I thought we weren't <laughs> going to use the word correct, but well, am yes, I right? Exactly. Okay. I had to shower you with flowers to get you to talk. Uh, to me. So yeah. So here's the thing is that And also, like, a lot of people don't know this, and we've only shared it really with, like, our close friends and family, but I'm very open about this now, like, and of course, there's fucking people that talk shit about it and, like, whatever, but I truly, him and I both would say that if we hadn't gone to a counselor, like, we 100,000% would not be sitting here today, like, 100%. So, we'll pick up from, I end up finding out, and then he's like, oh, fuck, and then you... Or like, okay, nope, going to get rid of all these people. But then to me, I'm like, mm, red flag. Like I had already been with, uh, the as, yes, the fuck faces as every, I've had so many messages <laughs> about the fuck face <laughs> comment. So I had been through my sh- fair share of fuck faces and I didn't want to go through that again. So I'm like, and I was cool about it. I wasn't mean to you. Like I was just like this, like I'm good. And you literally did not leave me. You basically like did all in everything to get your way back into my good it graces. Like, I, it's the crossroads. The easiest thing would have just been like, man, I fucked up. I'm just going to go about my separate way and just go back to, but that's not what my back to your toxic ways. <laughs> yeah. Back to my toxic ways. And that's not what obviously what I wanted. And Right. You're like, wow, this girl, it really is an old soul. (laughs) (laughs) She can teach this dog a trick or two. So we, yeah, he basically ends up like does not 
I mean, full court presses me at this point. Like you kind of left me alone for like a week probably. And then all of a sudden I'm at work and then this bouquet of roses shows up with this literally front to back handwritten card. I'm like, okay, whatever. That was nice. But like, no, I'm good. And then the next day, more another bouquet of roses with another card front to back shows up. This mofo, you sent me like flowers seven days, a bouquet of roses and a front to back handwritten card of just all the things. Like I think each day was like a different reason of why you liked me or something like that. So at this point still, I'm like, okay, this is really nice. I see that you're putting in the work, but basically the conversation that I had with him, with you is like your actions are going to need to show it. Like this isn't going to be a overnight thing. So we just kind of like took our time. Like we would go out on dates casually again and would just hang out, but it wasn't like anything overly serious. And so then uh, let's see, we go... Oh yeah. So then you are the one that brought up, like, I, I will literally do anything. Like we can go to a counselor and I fucking love counseling. Little did you know. <laughs> it was actually really good for me. Like a hundred percent. So that's like, what I kind of wanted to dig into. Person. Right. It was so good. And again, I'm a God fearing woman. I, like whether it's God, universe, whatever that is for you, the way that God orchestrated that whole thing was also fucking insane. So Travis, I'm he's like, all right, like I'll do all of this. Don't worry about it. You tell me, like I just Googled relationship counselor in Billings and with like this lady had the most letters behind her name and that's how I chose her. So I'm like, oh, gosh, this lady's name sounds really familiar. And I'm like, I can't put my finger on it. Well, then we show up to go and talk to her and she was actually my mom's counselor once my mom got a divorce. So it was wild. So this lady already knew literally my whole story already because she like was my mom's counselor. So she knew a lot of that stuff. And then like the type of environment that I grew up in and the type of like man that I was growing up with. So she knew like my, my whole trauma backstory, which as I mentioned in the first episode, like my trauma obviously had so much to play with in my type choosing of men, my choosing, my choices in men. There we go. So it was just wild. It was so good. The first couple sessions were not good for you. <laughs> no, <laughs> to quite the brow beating. No, but it was so good because I learned so many, tri- well, one, I basically learned the word trigger in from Dawn, which Dawn isn't here anymore. She's not on Earth side anymore. And she was amazing. And I'm so sad that she's not here anymore. But she basically taught me, well, taught us what the trigger, like the word trigger. And so now we can identify a lot of like our actions and like from the first few months of us dating, like how your actions and your choices were very triggering for me because I've learned that like not being able to trust people, well, trusting people in general is already super hard, but then like trusting men just from my trauma and my childhood, but then also like the distrust that I had from basically all the previous relationships before that too. So then for me, like I saw the red flag, but just kind of like actually like identifying it was really helpful and then you learned a ton about like my trauma and that's what I say of like one of the reasons that I first fell in love with him well like 
yeah, it was one of those things that kind of first made me look at you differently from everybody else because no other guy that I'd ever dated had like respected or acknowledged my trauma. Like it was always just like a conversation and then it just kind of like whatever. And then whenever those triggers would come about, like it was never respected. And so with you, you really took the time to understand the trauma that I'd been through in ways that you can prevent those triggers. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I would say everybody could agree, like as an adult, everybody's kind of got triggers. Right. Everybody's All of been, us have trauma in yep, our own way. And like Don helped us, helped me especially understand of like what your partner's triggers are and like how to respect them, but also not how to be, not to be a prisoner to them. Right. Like, right. Because I mean, we you can't walk from on eggshells right. because of other people's traumas all the time either. So. Right. And so we went and we also talked about like the traumas that you had been through in your past relationships and even some from your childhood and stuff. And so for that, for us to be able to have those conversations like pretty or I mean like a few months in, but have it be in such a safe space and where we could like authentically talk about it like that was huge like I like I said like if we did not do that we 100,000% would not be here because then she also told me like hey if this guy is like you want to see it out then you have to fucking forgive him and you can't hold him prisoner to everything that he's done however if he keeps making those same mistakes again then you can decide from there but if you're choosing to forgive him and for you guys to move on from this then you, you you gotta let it go that was also a really interesting part. But even like when we've talked about it with our friends and of course when other people outside of our circle found out that we went to counseling so early on, of course, like there were so many people, well, it's not so many, but there are the people, the little naysayers talking so much fucking shit about it. But like we didn't care because we grew so much from it. And even, gosh, it was just a couple months ago, we had a conversation with a uh, another couple that we're friends with and they kind of are thinking about counseling but there's like such the stigma around going to therapy especially as a married couple or just a couple in general of like oh I don't I'm afraid of what people are going to say or like I don't know or no I think that's it and I mean depending on like generationally I mean it's like you know, like, do you admit your vulnerabilities? Like, right. because some people or are saying look that you at need it, help. Like, I need yeah. help, but it's you know to understand that it's like to be to 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 admit to yourself that you have multiple two different voices in your head that sometimes are contradicting each other. So mm-hmm. having another person to bounce those things off in of a in, safe a, space. in a safe place to yeah to help you keep those thoughts and priorities and all of that thing and what's important in line I think is. Right. I heard a guy say, well, it's that gosh, Lowe, what's his name? He was just on the Skinny Confidential and Ed Milet last week. But he is like huge into counseling. And that was one thing that he first brought up on one of the podcasts that he was on of it's a requirement that if he gets in a relationship with a girl and he sees like, okay, like this might actually be somebody that I'm interested in having a life in the first year, like it's absolutely mandatory for him, for him and her to go to counseling together. And he was like, and if she's not open to it, then like, I don't need, you're not my person. But he is like, okay, so do you go to the gym to take care of your body? Like you, you go to the gym to take care of your health, right? Yeah. So then why wouldn't you go 
to counseling or therapy to take care of your mental health too. Like what's the difference there? But like you said, I think through different generations, like there's so much stigma around it. I do think that today's generation, like it's a lot more open about going to therapy and counseling, but like uh, we should, like we keep saying that it's just even like for a check-in, like to just go in once a month or something, like it's just I feel like it's so good we need to get back into that but I don't want to take you to my counselor because I feel like she's like mine it's your safe place and we do like weekly date nights so that we're pretty good about making sure that we talk about real things not just how was your day at work or how well was... that's what it was probably a month ago at dinner because work is obviously a huge part of our life and so by the end of the day when we go and have our date night or it's dinner or whatever the first topic of conversation is, well, what's going on? Like what happened at work today? So for a while there, we found ourselves only talking about work. Mm-hmm. And but then and then it would like kind of stress us out even more. So it was like, what, probably three, four weeks ago that we're like, all right, date nights, we're literally not allowed to talk about work. We're going to talk about anything else that you want to besides work. Well, and our work is so like polar opposite. Right. And I think realistically, we're just wanting to vent. But like, I have a hard time not wanting to chime in and tell you something. Well, this and, is one of and the you questions. truly do too. This is one so, of the questions. So save that. Okay. Because, all right, we'll put that <laughs> I on know pause. exactly where you're going with that. <laughs> yes. So, date nights, I definitely think are a huge part of that and to not talk about work. But I guess we'll wrap up the counseling s- section of it. Can I just say one thing about yes. Dawn? Like, Dawn is like probably. And Dawn was our counselor yes, that we went and, to. And I actually saw her a couple times by myself. And yes. She is, I I know that it definitely sped up the process of, because I've always been the one that had the, the hardest time with the age difference. Right, which that is, was one of the, And she, yeah. I, she really helped me out with that. Yeah, obviously when you're the younger person, like you don't, you don't give a shit and especially, okay, so we'll just answer this first question really quick, but then we'll go into like our relationship after but it says how do you or one of the questions was how do you handle the stigma of the age difference and like I was saying when you're the younger person I think it's a lot easier however I also my whole life have given or have had the attitude of I don't give a fuck one I have learned that that's a trauma response like I literally had to like my brain wired itself that way so that when I was going like being called all of those crazy names or, you know, like my brain just knows how to detach itself. And so from that, but then also like throw in getting pregnant at 18, (laughs) (laughs) getting divorced 10 or four months after, like I had just been through so many wild situations that my brain, again, trauma response knows how to categorize itself in that I truly do not give one single fuck what other people think about me, like not even a little (laughs) tiny bit of one. And so there definitely were comments made to me and even like guys that I'd been talking to before, like when they started seeing pictures of us, like making rude snide little comments. And I was just like, don't care. Like, cool. Like you can go and like my picture when I post another one. Thanks. So yeah, but for Don, so like Travis said, he went and saw Don a couple times by himself because you did. Like that was one of the things that really held you back. I mean, honestly, probably up until after a year of us being together is when you, I, I at least what you told me is like, okay, like I think I'm accepting this a little bit more. Right. 
yeah, I mean, it's it was like something that I had to work towards because like I have different from you, like the way I've been, the way I was raised, and the way like I am a people pleaser. Yeah, you're and a people so pleaser for sure. I have cared more about what people thought, <laughs> and I'm like, don't give a fuck. <laughs> and so. You know, and still to this day, probably do in certain aspects. But with as far as like our relationship, like that. That's now a I feel like you're more a, proud of it. Too, right, that's though. in a protected space. Right. I, I'm not proud of it in the fact that like, oh, look at my trophy wife. You know, I I'm am proud a of fucking it. In, trophy you wife. are a trophy, but I'm proud of it in the fact of like we've grown a ton. Right. And I'm proud of who we are, and mm-hmm. I'm proud of where we're at. Yeah. And where we're going, and you know, I, I'm. I'm I don't want to worry about, you know, you, you've had comments about, well, wait till you're having to change his diapers oh or gosh. whatever. Yes. Like, I'm not worried about what is going to happen in 20 years from now. Like I'm living my best life. And I'm, well, that was one of the things that Don told you, how did she phrase it? Uh, would you rather have the 10 best years of your life with your best friend? Or would you rather, because you're afraid of what people are going to think, or like, you know, 10 years from now, you guys are different people and you do decide to go a different way. Or would you rather like miss out on that experience? Yeah. And right? that was kind of the the one that hit home the most for me was just sitting back and thinking about, do I let the next, I mean, I, I felt like I have found my person. She's amazing. Like I couldn't imagine my days without her. So do I let that go because I'm afraid of what other people think or, or I might be afraid of what could transpire in 10, 15, 20 years, or do we just handle that when the time comes? And I think we both are, well, I know that we both are the kind of people that we are that, you know, if it became an issue down the road, like we would be able to talk about it and handle it with like two loving people. There would never be. But before, like I will say we have, again, coming back into like the counseling and just us learning how to trust each other because I had never, ever, ever fully trusted somebody before. Like, I mean, I know that sounds shitty, but like saying in my whole life, like I never had that person that like protected me that was my safe place and I've learned that on my own through my own counseling so we like but I also try to make it to make sure that it's not like in a codependent way right Mm -hmm. like I can do my own thing be by myself but you're like my safe like a safe safe place there we go and I think it boils down to when you think about the future like I'm in a really good place and and I, you've always been, but I'm in a really good place of knowing and I haven't always been, but in the past, but I would be, I, I would be okay by myself. Right. Like, and I couldn't say that five or <laughs> five years ago or 10 years ago. Like no. if, you know, something happened and, and your happiness was on the line, like we could, I'd, I would be okay with saying like, I will always love you. Mm-hmm. You will always be one of my best friends. And if you need to do this to be happy, I can be by See, myself. I thought that it would be fine. So for any Real Housewife people, uh, Real Housewife of Potomac, you wouldn't. You kind of watch it with me every now and then. But Karen, like, I don't know, this last season, like, <laughs> <laughs> she was whoring around from what it sounds like. Don't know. And then why am I totally spacing his fucking name right now? Oh, my gosh. Ray. So Karen and Ray, and they have a pretty significant, I think it's like 20 years. And so... I don't, I don't know. That's what it sounds like. She's like kind of been doing her own thing. And apparently it's like their little thing. So I'm like, oh yeah, like we'll still be married and have best friends, but I'll like get to have my candy. And you're like, no, 
You'll have your candy single. <laughs> right. We'll just, like, we can be best friends. We just don't, like, I, we I, we respect each other too much to just be like, like, to have that go on. I don't know. If you can't take little blue pills at that age. <laughs> <laughs> never say never. But at the end of the day, like, I, I, you, like, I don't have a crystal ball. We'll just see where, Word. we'll just see where we're at. We're just fucking going with the flow. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, so it definitely, the first year, year and a half took a lot of fucking work. Like it took a lot of showing up. It took a lot of actions. And I mean, I always told, like, always, always told you, especially after we decided to like actually fucking make it. We had a good time. We had a lot of fun in the the, those times too. It wasn't all work. Oh, no, that's right. If it was just like work, 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 then no. Like there's a difference between having to put in so much work, but compared to like, okay, we were putting in the work, but like you truly were becoming my best friend. And so, yeah. Where were you interrupted me with that? Sorry. Um, you were just you kept hammering home and that it was so much work i'm like no i mean but it truly has for us to get to this point and for me to be able to trust oh that's what i was saying is that the first year and a half i basically because again like we learned my trust issues like my trust was so bad and so you were like super acknowledging of that you never got mad at me for it but i told you like i never i mean fully like committed to a guy after i like you kind of broke my trust in the beginning and so i didn't know like how i was gonna react and i was like trying to be understanding of i can't hold this over your head but then i also was like being honest with you and myself of okay that really fucking bothered me that triggered me or whatever that looked like i don't know where i was going with that either i Sounds like, like how you go to the next question we've been on this one for a hot minute <laughs> okay so we end up making it work we get married after two years and if you don't know we planned a secret wedding we eloped I don't know if you call it eloping because we got married where we live. <laughs> we never went anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't go anywhere. But long story short, that's the only surprise, only surprise in our entire five-year relationship that you have ever surprised me. So we start secretly planning our wedding, one, because like we both had been married before. Like we both had the big, big weddings and we're like, we have been there, done that. Like I don't care like we don't we know what it's about and it's really just making the commitment to each other and so that's what we wanted to focus on so we got our vendors and we started planning and we like all of them knew and so they obviously kept it a secret for us so we were planning this wedding and I told Travis I'm like you don't need to propose because I fucking know that we're getting married like it's not a fucking shocker okay so I was doing a beauty counter event at something chic a local boutique here in town and it was like her holiday party and so at the very end of the night like I mean but it would it was normal to like have your your sisters were there and then my friends were there and so it was normal for them to like be there. So at the very end of the night, he ends up like sneaking in the back. He has this whole setup of like flowers, balloons, blah, blah, blah. And you had my mom on FaceTime. And then my dad came in right after he missed it. And I think he was kind of mad that his timing was off. <laughs> he was in the loop. Yeah. So you end up proposing totally, totally surprised me. But little did everybody know that we were like getting married in three weeks or something <laughs> like that. So then we go to have drinks with everybody afterwards and they're like, oh my gosh, like we got to, we have to start planning this and we have to plan that. And I'm like, 
Yeah. It'll be a long engagement. Yeah. We're- like we're not in a rush. And so, yeah, it was the day before Thanksgiving. And that was all Trav's idea that we got married the day before Thanksgiving. Again, literally didn't tell a soul. We had a videographer, a photographer, and we had our Bible study leader be the one to marry us. His wife was the one to like push the music for us because I wanted to make sure that we had a first dance after just to like soak in the moment. So we, yeah, do that. I told my mom that night that we got married. And then the next day, like all of your family and all of my family that were here, um, we're all at Thanksgiving dinner. And so... (laughs) And we were both so nervous to tell them. I don't know why. It was like we were sitting there literally at dinner with everybody and we're like, okay, you tell them. He's like, no, you tell them. I'm like, no, you tell them. So when he's about to start talking and I'm like, um, we have. <laughs> he just interrupted me. <laughs> yeah. just dove in. I'm like, wait, I want to do it. I lied. So then I'm like, yeah, we have a wedding announcement. We like know where we're officially going to have it. And everybody's like, oh, yay. And I'm like, just kidding. We got married yesterday. Ha <laughs> ha. Cause my dad was like hyping you up or not hyping you up, but telling you the whole fucking time of, Oh, you just wait. Cause it's again, not a secret that I'm high maintenance. So yeah, he, this wedding's going to cost you like $50,000. <laughs> yeah. Like she, you are going to have to spend so much money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, ha ha jokes on you again. (laughs) And so like at first everybody was like, wait, what? But our photographer Macy is freaking amazing. And she made sure that we had some pictures to be able to show them. So we did that. We made sure to tell the kids before we posted online too. And no, the kids weren't there. And again, that was just something that's like a whole, whole other story, but it was literally just him and I. So then we told the family six months later, when we got our wedding video back, we had a reception at one of the golf course clubs, whatever. And we watched our video with everybody for the first time. And then we just kind of partied. So it like, I really wanted to make sure that we had a video because obviously nobody was there. So I wanted to make sure that like when we watched the video, I, I told Sam, I want it to feel like you're there with us that day. And he did a freaking amazing job. Oh yeah. Worth every penny. I still get choked up when we watch that. Thing. <laughs> I know. I watched it like every day for the first month. And so now I'm just like, eh. <laughs> but it's good to have our anniversary. So we watched that on our anniversary. And now we're going on almost three years of marriage. High five. Ooh. Yep. <laughs> okay. We'll get into the questions because we're already almost 45 minutes into this. And I do not want to, I want to try to keep it a little over. We'll try to keep it around an hour, give or take. Okay. Okay. So we already answered, how do you handle the stigma of the age difference? Do you feel like we answered that? I think so. I mean, maybe not to their standard, but to ours. (laughs) And then the next question was, how does Travis support you in your business? And do you guys butt heads over it? (laughs) Ah, this is what you're talking about. This will, the the only time we ever butt heads, and this goes both ways, is when we do, if we are talking about work and... Can I say, so I learned this little tool, this little trick a long time ago. I actually learned it off of like the Christian radio station like years ago. And they said when they talk or whenever they're venting or whatever to their spouse or whoever it is, the other person will ask, do you want a toolbox or a trash can? Trash can meaning... Okay, like I'm literally just going to vent really quick and I literally want you to shut the fuck up. Like okay, we, we never use the toolbox trash can analogy. I do sometimes. <laughs> I tell you, I don't want your feedback. I Instead of saying, I don't want you to be a toolbox, I'm like, babe, 
I don't want your feedback. Correct. I say it not as. <laughs> we both are in that same. So just so everybody knows, I'm I'm a contractor working in the construction industry and she is an influencer, which I don't even know what one was. Right. And, and neither of us literally have the slightest clue. Like I couldn't even build a house out of popsicle sticks. If I I've seen you build gingerbread houses. Yeah, and they fucking fall apart. So, yeah, we literally know nothing about each other's. The only way the 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 things that I feel like I add value is from an employee standpoint. I feel like that's like, but I never I never tell you how to build a fucking place. No, like, oh, that apartment you're, thing you're over good there. At dealing with people, it's just different. Like different people. Like the we come like it's different people from different walks of life so it's just you know and at yeah. the end of the day like we vent to each other and that's about where it stops yeah you know? and with you because I'll tell you because you're so that's like one of our differences too is that Travis can like literally sit on something for like a month and like me I'm the complete opposite if something's bothering me like I have to talk about it right then and now and so Travis like instead of just communicating and saying babe I like I'm good like I'm just venting to you right now your body language clearly shifts and I get the point and then I get pissed off one because I'm like well why doesn't he want to hear what I say and then two I get pissed off because you don't just tell me babe I like I'm just venting I feel like we're getting off topic from the question of how I support you in your business okay and because when you told me you wanted to be an influencer (laughs) and I was like what the fuck is that and I'm like had no idea that you could make money but I truly just I know how hard you work at everything that you do and I know how (laughs) determined you are so I was like my faith was just in you and I'm like you know what like I want you to be happy so just do it we'll get by and (laughs) we'll squeak by (laughs) yeah and you know here we are so it's truly I've I've had a lot of fun over the last year year and a half of just like watching you like this whole thing kind of blossom and I've learned a shit ton like I now now, you're at beer after golf of like did you know right like my friends (laughs) still don't know what you do but like I could explain it to them had I if, if they asked you know like so yeah so you support me in my business by one just believing in me mm-hmm. like you are again also the first relationship that I had been in where you didn't like question me type of thing or like I mean yeah you you asked like well I mean at some point can you make money from this or is this for funsies well even like your trip to tulum coming up it was right. like you were like oh, i don't want to. i mean that's that was a fucking pretty penny yeah and I i'm was... like it's a business like just it's an investment like right. you you're do like not the know, do it yep i'm like just do it it's a business yes it's expensive but at the end of the day like chances are good things are going to come from it right i'm gonna get beautiful content <laughs> And you never, the connections that you make and like, it's just sitting back and watching you in this industry and learning more and more about it. I mean, there's just a lot of opportunity and you don't want to let, you don't want to get too passive and let opportunity slip by. You're the, I like in Travis's business, he has a business partner. And so his business partner is the one that looks at it from all angles. And in that relationship, you're like that. No, fuck, let's just go for it. So I feel like He's the yin to my yang. I'm the bull that charges through the china shop. And I feel like it's the same in our relationship. So one, you supported me financially. (laughs) 
the beginning, which was also really hard for me to do. But again, like learn to trust. But you did and a you good never... job of carrying your own, like your beauty counter and stuff. That's you true. always had something. Some like you did a income. pretty good job of like not being like this huge burden. Like right. you were very, like <laughs> truly, like it's. You didn't have as much spending money as you probably like for all the things no. the the nails and the brows and the eyelashes and so i'm the- like how can i get this shit for free <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah we don't really butt heads over it like at all like we said i th- the only time that we like will get frustrated with each other is just when i don't want your input when you like try saying well have you thought about it this way and i'm like no shit like th- yeah i have and then for me for you i'm like well do you think your employees feel like this and you're like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) (laughs) let me ask (laughs) okay so that answers that questions next question was any tips for blending families that can be that is that can be a tough one because i mean i'm sure there's people that it's come easy like ours is a different yeah ours is different i mean and it takes every it takes everybody from all sides being on the same page and i think what's the most important and i got this from your like your dad is just stay consistent Mm -hmm. like show the kids that no matter where they're at like they're that they're loved and that you're there for them and be consistent and no matter like what's happening like that will work itself out eventually right um but you know the blending of the families and everybody getting along and we've got friends that have been through sides. things too and it's you know it's it's not always a perfect world no however from my side of things it's been pretty easy <laughs> and i'm very very blessed in that way that but again like even when i talk about it with my friends that have gone through situations like that my situation is so different because Trav and I only knew each other for a couple months and then we only dated for a few months. Like him and I didn't say I love you. And I think that's like, there wasn't like that love there. If you say it, like I love him as Izzy's dad, but like I was never in love with him as in like that I never got jealous or like it was never messy like that after. And so the biggest takeaway that I take away from that situation is to just put your kid first of, yeah, yeah, of what's going to be the best. That was the, which chat. So baby daddy, Trav and I will talk about <laughs> that of us coming together and being like, you know what? At the end of the day, it really doesn't fucking matter. Like let's put some ground rules here. And what are you comfortable with? What are you not comfortable with? And like, we're just going to do this together and we're going to raise this kid. And like whatever the best situation and scenario is for her for her and not for us and yeah like when he dated the first girl after me that was really really hard but my mom gave me the best piece of advice ever and it was basically just that nobody else no other female in the whole world can have the bond that I have with Izzy like I grew her inside of me like nobody can take that bond away from me and so again in both of my parents you know like I said in my first episode like they were very supportive of all of that but they also said like you have to know and be okay with that there are going to be other women in Izzy's life like with you not being with Travis so that was something that I really had to accept too And like I said, the first relationship was definitely, I mean, I feel like with anything, anytime you go through a breakup or whatever, like seeing them with the first person, it's always like a little punch to the gut. But then after that, it's just like, okay, like 
she's never going to be able to be her mom. And that's one of our Trav and I's rules. Like Izzy does not call my Travis dad and Izzy does not call Shelby her stepmom mom. Like I'm her mom. Travis is her dad. She can refer to us as her parents, step parents, whatever. But like, that's just one thing that him and I both have like a mutual respect and understanding on. So yeah, I guess my tip to take away would just be put the child's needs first. Take your feelings out of it. And, but like we said too, it like takes two to be in that relationship. And so, I mean, you can only control what you can and how you react to situations. And so it's fucking, it can be hard. It's messy sometimes. So, okay. Next question. When it comes to age differences, are there any specific differences with him in his forties and you just turning 30? Ironically, I act like I'm the one that's turning 48 and you act like the 30 year old. I tend to be a little mature. Yeah, that's why. That's also what Dawn, our counselor, said. She was like, So Kylie's about mentally 35 and you're about mentally 35, <laughs> is what she said. So that's what I think is funny too. Like, I am super, super uh, introverted. Like, I'm the one that could sit home on the couch every night and be a okay. And you're for sure the extrovert between us. And you are the one that's like, no, we're gonna go and have dinner with our friends tonight. Like, get up. Yeah, I like like I'm like I'm a people person, and I like so like being around that and like having fun and joking and having conversations and telling people how smart I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have to remind me I need to listen more. Oh my and gosh. Yeah, that's I also... think that's what she said. Jokes are still funny. Like I'm right. that guy. I'm like, but... babe, your generation still thinks that's what she says. Jokes are funny. And I'm like, that's so, that was like the joke in elementary school for me. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, we're past that. But Travis is not. <laughs> so but as far as specific differences, no. Like I said, like I think Don totally hit that on the head. Like mentally and emotionally, we're both probably at the same level. And I, like I said, ironically, I'm the one that like you probably thought you got. I mean, you even said this in past girls that you dated and stuff of like that you wanted like stability and like somebody who was a good mom who was doing X Y like had a stable job and everything. And these girls that you would date in the past are like, oh, yeah, no. And then you're like, but you're out every night. (laughs) (laughs) Your actions are not matching with your words. So that just goes back into like people for and even Don told us you have to know somebody for what, 18 months. Yes. Something else that we learned. Yes. So here's me interrupting Travis. Weird. Mm, Weird. So (laughs) Don told us or she told me. And then I brought it up in our, or maybe it was my counselor. Anyways, way, doesn't matter. Get to the nuts and bolts of this one. This is, I usually am the one that's having to say that to you, that it takes an average of 18 months for somebody to get to know like the real you, like you can, somebody can only put up a facade for 18 months. And after that, like shit starts getting real and you start seeing like that they can't put up their front anymore. Yeah. So you would see that and it's like, mm, you're going out every night, even though you were quite the partier. Everyone wants to put their best foot forward in the beginning. Not me. I was like, mm. babe, our first, mm. our first date. Okay. I know exactly what you're going to say. No, but first date, literally I told him three things. I'm like, cause at this point, like I said, I know who I am. I'm undeniably me. Like I, 
am just like fucking take it or leave it. I don't give a shit. And I said, I am high maintenance. I need to be told that I'm pretty and gifts is my love language. Those are, those are all true things, I believe. I mean, the first date is kind of a blur to me because, I mean, you, on a scale from 1 to 10, you were like an 11 that night. You had like random compliments from strangers, literally, people stopping on you on the street. It I mean, was wild. So, I, like, you literally would have thought that these were paid actors. Three people, as we're walking into the event, one guy literally stops at the stops or at the uh, stoplight, rolls down his window, looks at Travis, and he's like, no what was it no, no offense, offense yeah. yeah and then he or looked at me respect, yeah, yeah all due respect you look so fucking good and i'm like thanks hair flip to be fair the third person that told me i looked good was a homeless person <laughs> <laughs> and then we got and then and then we went to the the, the patio yes i went to we went to my I old was told work I was with the beyonce of billings no the hbic oh yeah that's what it was yeah the our server bless her heart she yes always is like my number one hype queen and she literally kept looking at travis as we're sitting there and she's like i don't think you understand who you're, who you're on a date with like this is kylie and then fetch like you're on a date with the hbic which if you don't know what that is head bitch in charge so like literally this night like i don't know if god did that on purpose because he knew that you were like catalina wine mixing it up and he's like nope you really need to think that she (laughs) is this sparkly prize i don't know but that was fucking wild and that's only happened one more time after that (laughs) (laughs) it's never happened from my end though no nobody's ever pulled us over so Mm. anyway maybe someday yeah maybe senior citizen center or something (laughs) i'm gonna come and visit you be like babe darla will not keep her hands off of me i'm pretty sure she dropped a blue pill in my coffee this morning (laughs) so i think we got that covered of age differences there's really not a whole lot there and then the next question is what would you say that each of your greatest quality is and weakest quality i mean it's pretty fucking hard to choose from all my great qualities i know you want to start for me? Yeah. Well, you Should want we do me both strengths and then both weaknesses or like, how do you want to go? No, I'll say this? your greatest strength is your fucking patience. And it drives me nuts <laughs> because <laughs> that's my weakness. <laughs> you are the most patient person ever. And as you know, like I am a fucking get shit done now. Like I do not mess around. Like when I was, when I started creating my website, I'm like, I want this done today, which obviously that was not it. But I just like, I fucking want it then and now. So I'd say that that's your greatest strength. And then your weakness, I shouldn't say your weakness, something that you can improve on. I think this is pretty obvious too, is your fucking communication, which to I your knew, fair, I figured it was to, gonna be that or something. One other thing. So but you're breathing. What? <laughs> yeah, that I breathe too loud, <laughs> yeah. and no, that my communication or my procrastination. Oh yeah, no, just kidding. Your procrastination that has led like you and I do not. We legitimately have maybe gone in like three. That I, I mean, I'm just throwing out three, but for sure less than a handful of like full blown fucking fights. But. I can say that the majority of our like little arguments, like the things where we like will get annoyed with each other. Oh my God. It's like so painful. I work best under pressure. So painful. Yeah. When your wife's fucking glaring at you and throwing like, no throwing frozen dog poop piles at you to tell you to go and pick them up (laughs) i'm 
like which I've never done but I will do at this point yeah Christmas lights I mean I could go on that's for sure Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Communication. I'm working on the communication. Communication. I like I said, when we first started dating, it was so bad. It was so bad, which I understand after us going through counseling and everything, because he hadn't like been in a place where he could like openly communicate how he was feeling and he was walking on eggshells and blah, blah, blah. So that was something too, that we definitely like where you had to build your trust with me that we could have an open hard conversation like we just did without that like just, last month yeah, right of it blowing being up a, and turning into like i didn't know if we're fight. gonna get divorced or not you know like <laughs> right. like can i safely tell her that i'm not happy with something you right know? exactly and we just did that like mm-hmm. a month ago and it was a good conversation but again my spidey senses this is what also fucking drives me nuts with the non-communication again spidey senses intuitive whatever you want to say I can pick up on people's feelings like I wish that I couldn't because sometimes it can not be fun. That's a pain in the ass. A hundred percent. And so I can feel it like as soon as he walks into the room like I can just and I point blank I ask you what's wrong and nothing like I can fucking I, so I, I don't I've had have to learn to be like I just need I need some time right before and I'm, so now like, you're learning to communicate right like I'm not ready to talk about it or you know. right because then in, in the beginning like when I didn't know how to explain to you about spidey senses my spidey senses I how can I be like I can f- literally feel how you're feeling right now like an empath whatever you want to call it and I'm like I know that fucking something is wrong and so you like you said, you have learned to be like, babe, yeah, I'm a little irritated right now. We'll talk about it tonight, which was another takeaway that Don gave us. Or no, that was in the marriage counseling thing. Yep. Was Scale it in- from one to 10. Like, it's okay to go to bed. Like, it's just talk when you're ready. Set a time. Make sure that it's... Right. No, st- Don was the one that told us. So Bible study, or I do before we do, the Bible study group that we took before we got married, they taught you to like, well, I'm like, we're not fucking doing this. Or it was like a little piece of paper on a scale of one to 10 and be right. like, take it out of your wallet and look at it. I'm like, no. So you do a really good job on that of like, especially when you know that I'm fucking pissed because I wear my heart on my sleeve. So you do a really good job of asking me... <laughs> on a scale of one to 10, how big of a deal of it is. And like, usually it's a three. So that brings me back down to reality. But Don told us and gave us a little tip to never, or to set a time. And especially like you would be one that would be able to go a fucking week without talking about something. And I would be bashing my head against the window if I had to do that. So Don told us. And that's not healthy either. Cause sometimes no. it just builds up and gets worse. But right. And or you like, yeah, you forget about it, but then it like stacks on to the next thing and then it does go into this giant explosion. So we or Don told us like, okay, if it happened in the morning, then you say, okay, six o'clock tonight, like we're going to sit down and talk about it. So at least, you know, that there's like an end point to talk to her. I mean, if you're really mad, then okay, tomorrow morning, whatever that looks like. So, okay. Tell me what my greatest weakness is. Probably your (laughs) lack of patience. My weakness. Oh, I meant my strength. I didn't you mean said my said weakness, but your lack of patience. I'm like, seriously, does the dog shit have to be picked up right now yes. or could it wait till tomorrow? Because half of it's still frozen or it's a hundred degrees out. I'm going to do it in the morning when it's cooler. Mm, see, and no, you're but like, no, I, want I want it done, done right like now. 47 seconds ago. See, but that like, but I 
do that like when I want something done like I go and get it done like I don't wait about it I don't like oh I'll do it this week and it's like nope like gotta go and do it right now mm-hmm. so, so you have a lack of patience yeah that's my dear well but you're great at communicating I don't think that my lack of patience I don't see that ever changing it's fine I, I can, think I can live with it like yeah we've, we're, we're, we can work around that one <laughs> it's been five years yeah <laughs> Like, know how to handle that little. Like, nobody's perfect. Right. So, okay. Tell me two of my greatest strengths. Two? (laughs) Two? (laughs) I know. There's so many to choose from. I know. You have... So um, you have a like a lot of love in you, like, and it's like you you want to give it to everybody. Like I have to even and and <laughs> even when it comes to that. It's like you want to do all the things. Like mm-hmm. you have such a passion for people, people and life, yeah. and like I have to find like you'll find times where I'm like kind of like baby you can't do all of it all the time like because right. you will just run yourself to where it's like I'm constantly giving to a, everybody yeah, else yeah now I need a day to just like not, not that many people need a day to completely recharge but you I, I, I know why you do is because yeah. you like give so much outside that like you get to that point and it's like yeah your tank's fucking empty like, right you need to do. and from what I've learned too of having my little spidey senses as an empath that when I am around people and stuff and like I like it's wild I know that some people listening are going to understand and some people are going to think I'm a looney tune nutcase whatever don't care this is my story but yeah like when I'm around a group of people I don't know how to explain it but like I am fucking exhausted I am drained I am on e I'm on empty like drained after having to be around people hence why you're more of an introvert right and I need to rechart like it truly like Sunday after anytime that we do like multiple things or if we go out with friends a couple times a week or we had a big event like the next day I literally either just want to sit in my office and work or just like lay in bed and completely decompress so okay what's my other strength you were going to say, so I love people so much. <laughs> it's passion. It's passion for life, babe, yes. and people. <laughs> My passion for helping people. Right. You're, I mean, I, like, you're a super hard worker. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, if I'm trying to look at other than the superficial qualities, like, yeah, like your work ethic is. Your sparkling yeah, personality. Yeah, your work ethic. I mean, after. 10 in the morning you've got a, your personality is oh fucking my gosh great. we couldn't not bring it up but. so travis literally the first year literally like would She's ask working me an orange no theory, yes so no but you would ask me all the time which i thought was so weird i'm like i'm not gonna he would always ask me like if we get more serious or like if we get married are you gonna change and i'm like i get it i'm really fucking cool like i know like i for sure was a male truck driver or like we already been through that but like i have such a dude personality and so i get why it's so in- attractive <laughs> You? Yeah, but I mean, because I'm so cool. Like anybody who's been through a relationship where like somebody right. has they fucking, changed. Uh, like, hello, yeah. I also have been married so, once, yeah, and yeah, everybody. That's a real thing. But I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about I like know. six months so in. I the know. Okay, so Travis again. I've been working at Orange Theory for a couple years now. I like have to get up at three thirty in the morning because I'd be to work by four thirty. Add my five a.m. classes, and. Okay, I do wear my heart on my sleeve. Like, 
a lot. I mean, even our members would know of like, oh, yep, don't make eye contact with Kylie today. Like she's not in the mood. Anyways, so, but also to preference, first six months is like you're shitting rainbows and unicorns to me at that like, okay, like we're, it's the infatuation, the lust stage of the relationship. And so this little honeybee who, oh, our dogs never fight and they're fighting right now. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully they both make it. Yeah. Poor Duke. Anyway, so uh, fucking dogs. Okay. I am always like would usually be in a good mood. Oh, that's it. Travis is a morning person. I despise more. I, I should rephrase that. I shouldn't say I despise morning. Mornings for me, like I said before, I'm like a cat. You need to wake me up. Let me have my alone time. Don't touch me. Don't poke a boner in my back. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> and so the first six months, Travis is such a morning person and he got up pretty early for work or to go and work out too. But this little love muffin would like have breakfast for me, would make my coffee. And this is when I was bodybuilding too. So he would get up, already have my breakfast made for me, have my coffee for me waiting after I was done getting ready to go to work. We would sit there in the morning and we would like talk about our day and like have little heart eye emojis in each other's eyes. And then one day you went from a unicorn to Shrek, a donkey. Yeah. <laughs> Literally from across the island. I hear, I'm like oh not even God. looking at her. I hear, could you breathe any louder? <laughs> Which I'm like, people know. What? what? Did she, could you breathe any louder? And it was like, her head spun around and ever yeah. since then it's been we don't really talk much in the mornings nope I, you get that, your coffee and we yeah, just kind of do our own thing you still are a little love muffin and every single morning there's only been two mornings okay because yeah two mornings that coffee has not been on my nightstand and i'm like that mo and that's when she knows i know that I'm that's upset. when that's probably two of the three actual fights that we've ever had yeah. If I don't put coffee on the nightstand, you know that I'm still salty. And then I get even more pissed off because I'm like, what the fuck? Where's my coffee? It's bullshit. So, and then I literally remember the last time that you did that. I told you, I'm like, babe, no matter what happens, I would still really like coffee <laughs> if you're mad at me. <laughs> and yeah, but we haven't had like a giant explosive fight like that. But even if we're like a little irritated with each other. I still get coffee, so I love that for us. Okay, we're going over an hour, so we're going to wrap this up. Last question. Any tips for newlyweds? I have one. Do you want me to go, or do you know? It looks you like... You go first. Okay. The only reason that I have this on the top of my mind is because, one, I saw the question <laughs> already, and two... I remember a server asked us, because I think we went to Buffalo Block for one of our wedding anniversaries. So when the night that we got, that we eloped, we went to Buffalo Block for our dinner and then Travis surprised me with a hotel room and just all these cute little things. Anyway, so the server, now we go back to Buffalo Block for our wedding anniversary. And last year she asked, what's the secret to your marriage of like, do you remember what we said? No. How do I remember the shit and you don't? don't Probably because you're, again, what color underwear are you wearing? <laughs> <laughs> it's our joke, the, does side the, note. Does the bra match the panties? I'm Did like, she oh. pack lingerie tonight? <laughs> <laughs> that is our inside joke of the first date yeah okay, anyways what, what did we say okay I forget. so we said to make sure that you marry your best friend yeah. so if you're already married and it's not your best friend 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I, okay, so I would say like just drink it in and enjoy it because more than likely like adversity really hasn't set in. You're mm-hmm. newlyweds. It's like you're still probably in the shitting rainbows. Yeah, the shitting rainbow stages. But also like those games that we get that we like go to dinner and we'll mm-hmm. read those cards that like prompt provocative Stay connected to, to prompt provocative conversation it doesn't have to be the all the cards that are like dirty isn't it can, that what do you mean provocative can, provocative can just mean it's it's um, i think that means like Donna. okay mm. so there's some cards that are like that right that are like that, that we've are had. like sex questions yeah, yeah and, like, but there's also other cards that we've have on those games that just are like life questions right too. which 90 like, percent right 90 percent of the cards we already knew the question or we already knew the answer but there were a good amount of like 10 yeah. percent where i was like huh i've never asked this and you could ask those questions again in six months or a year and mm-hmm. your your answers might change a little bit because mm-hmm. everything keeps a life evolves but i would say like having those conversations and just understanding where your partner's at and like is so important because you will get ahead of like a lot of the problems that could come up like yeah. you're gonna keep checking in and even as newlyweds, you're going to learn more about your person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess because I would say that our hardest times of our relationship so far were for sure the first two years of our marriage. Like we had to work through some adversity the first two years. So like I'm not saying that the last three years have been easy, but they've been pretty fucking two easy. two years of marriage. So we're basically, that's us now. Like you meant first two years of us oh, being together, our yeah, relationship. Oh, yeah, yeah, Well, our relationship, so yes. Clarify. So the first two years of us dating were You're the like, hardest. It's all fucking been hard. <laughs> it only goes downhill <laughs> from here. <laughs> You're fucked. <laughs> no, the first two years of our relationship period was hard like from a lot of different angles which when you come back on we can talk about shit like that too but just keeping it short we really had to learn how to work through it and again first relationship where if we did get in a fight I wasn't having to be like oh we're breaking up or whatever because any time adversity had happened in my previous relationships it always was throwing out the divorce word or breaking up or shit like that. And so I think, again, us just going back to each other of that state of us building trust with each other and knowing like, okay, we're having a disagreement right now, but it means like, it doesn't mean that we don't love each other, that we don't want to be with each other. Like, it's just something that we have to work together through. So I guess my tip, since if you're already married, which is really hard for me because especially when I'm fucking pissed off, like the last thing I want to do, but I always try to put you first. Like I try to see things from your situation. I try to like understand why you're feeling because you can take accountability like really, really well. And I cannot. (laughs) Thank you. I've gotten like one apology from you in the last Literally, five Literally, and me apologizing. Like she's never been wrong, me, but she no, has. No, I have. Right. But instead of me being like, I was wrong, I just come and give you a hug and a kiss. <laughs> and then I like have my little puppy eyes and right. that's me saying, I'm sorry. And that's good enough for me. <laughs> right. But literally back to like, just keep checking in. Right. right. Just keep checking in. Like, make sure you're always checking in. Yes, make time for each other. I had a talk with one of my girlfriends too about that that it's like life just gets so 
busy. Imagine if we had little kids, too. right? Like, like on top of how busy we are with work. Yes, and, I mean, like work, school, kids, like whatever that looks like. And so that was one thing. Gosh, we've been doing like for probably a few years now. Of no matter what is going on, we always have one day or lunch that will if we if we know that we can't do dinner because of Izzy sports or whatever that looks like we'll go to a lunch and so we just have at least like an hour or two once a week where we can check in with each other and I mean if you're if you're newlywed you guys live together like checking in doesn't have to be date night you mean you don't have to find a sitter you can put the kids down and turn all the electronics right. no off Netflix and spend, no phone and spend 30 minutes to an hour of just like checking in yeah these cards that he's talking about so when we went to sage lodge last time because again like we like we love spending time but at like sage lodge there's not a whole lot to do and we're not outdoorsy people with snow so i went on amazon and you actually i didn't even ask you to do it like i had just mentioned hey i saw these cards and i thought that'd be cool so you actually got online and got one without telling me and then i got online and got two different packs and we had someone we went to mexico too though Mm -hmm. like we've been doing yeah I don't remember which ones they were, but just they're all over Amazon. They're at t- like, I'll you can link find them, them in the show. Yeah. I'll link them in the show notes so you can see those. Gosh. Yeah. When I posted that on my Instagram story, it was like 300 people clicked on those. So I know that that'll be really interesting, but there's ones that are more for like intimacy, but then there's more for just like you're growing up or stuff, but they're just conversation starters and ways to like ask questions, especially if communicating is hard for you they're a really really good tool to have for date night or just every like you said six months so yeah you did it do you feel good yeah less nervous than before we started. why were you nervous in the beginning well you didn't get you got to see all the questions i didn't know what was coming out i don't it's not like what it was like what's your favorite sex position no <laughs> just kidding <laughs> that's for the next episode yeah no okay cool so thanks for coming on Thanks for being my first guest. Like I said, I feel like it was only appropriate for you to be my first guest because you are the number one fan club. Fanboy. <laughs> You're my fanboy. But next podcast, I'm going to have Katie on. And again, it's going to be a lot more, a little bit serious of a conversation. And then baby daddy Trav is going to be a guest. And I'm also going to have... A podcast going over just influencing because I get so many questions about my job. So just kind of breaking that down too. So if you have any like podcast ideas or if you want to be a guest and you have like a really good topic that you think would be good to talk about, then if you go to my website and you go to podcast inquiries, if you scroll all the way down on the bottom on the footer of the website, there's podcast inquiry and you can send me a message of what kind of episode or conversation that you'd like to have. So all right. I think I should get like all my golf buddies in here at some point and we should do a podcast about what golf. would we talk about no I know that mm, what would we talk about with golf well, there's plenty cliff in- like how broken the handicap system is <laughs> like about all the fucking sandbaggers out there okay we're gonna stop now you and your business partner can start that so I will see you in two weeks and hopefully after this fourth episode, I'll be able to start releasing weekly. So thanks for hanging out and make sure to share or leave a review. All right. Say bye.
Bye. Hey friend, thank you so much for listening. My goal is to help as many women as I can feel empowered to show up as her best self. If this episode supported you in any way, the best way to show your appreciation is to just screenshot this episode and share it on your social media or even better, drop a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to get more personal, you can reach me on Instagram at double underscore Kylie Nelson or at Kylie underscore Nelson one on TikTok. See you back here next week.